0: Welcome to the Deeper Dive podcast. Each week we take a deeper look at the text we covered in worship on Sunday. And we do that by discussing things like historical settings, literary context, the way others before us have read the text, and our own reflective approach to reading that same text. This podcast is a part of Calvary's Daily Connection, a place where Calvary shares something new each day to help you grow in faith. So we hope you check that out through Calvary's app or by going to connectwithcalvary.org. Well, today on the podcast, we're... uh, kind of taking a deeper look into the life of David, and Debbie, you covered uh, a good chunk of David's life on Sunday um, in the sermon, um, but we wanted, what we wanted to cover today was a little bit of the more um, tragic, uh, tragic aspect of yeah. David's life. So when people think of um, the tragic part of David's life, they often think of Psalm 51, uh, David and Bathsheba, but... Um, That's really just a small part. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's a very personal part, Mm -hmm. and so that's why I think we identify Mm -hmm. with it so strongly. But there's a lot of uh, family uh, dysfunction uh, in in David's life that is much larger than even um, uh, his encounter with Bathsheba. And so we want to talk about that a little bit today. Let's get started uh, in that area. What, What do you got?
1: Yeah, and you know, I... My heart just goes out to David because he had, he had so much heartache within his own family. Um, his very firstborn, um, Amnon, rapes uh, his half-sister, Tamar. And then Absalom, who we'll hear much more about, uh, kills Amnon for, for raping his sister. Who who is Absalom's full sister, and and you know these family relationships are are all twisted and tangled. But so David's first son is murdered by another one of his sons Mm -hmm. um, after um, after that tragic uh, that tragic rape, and then Absalom goes on a power trip and um, tries to take the throne from David.
0: Right. Well, David is still viably a king here. So this is, it's really a, a a military coup. Right. Um, You know, he's gaining uh, supporters. Um, He knew that the the throne was not supposed to be his, Mm -hmm. but um, very much a, a power move.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And in the beginning, um, he tries to, to make out like he is supportive of his dad, of course. Mm-hmm. And uh, in the meantime, behind his dad's back, he's getting all of these supporters. And it just makes my heart sad <laughs> right. when I look at all of that. Yeah. Um, and then ultimately, um, David learns what's about to happen. He flees Jerusalem and um, Leaves some of his folks there to kind of take care and, and spy for him, kind of watch out for him.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, takes many of them with him. Um, and Absalom has his own um, advisors, not very wise advisors. <laughs> yes. Well, maybe not very moral. Maybe that's no, what I should they
0: No, they are Machiavellian way before Machiavelli mm. comes on the scene.
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah.
0: They're cutthroat.
1: Yeah. 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 So. The advice, and I'm kind of cutting to the chase here. There's a whole lot more. Read in, in Second Samuel if you want to read a sad family story.
0: <laughs> yeah, toward the, the the whole last half, really. Yeah, um, it's
1: just it's just sad. Mm-hmm. So um, during that time, um, after Absalom kind of chases David, his own dad, out of uh, Jerusalem. Um, then he he has this advisor that tells him, "You know this is what you need to do. You need to sleep with your dad's concubines, his wives, his, his women, mm. um, who David has left there to take care of things, um, and go to the rooftop so everyone can see that happen so they can see that you have power over over them, over him. Oh yeah. and And that was kind of a, a, uh, that was a win. Right. um for for Absalom that was seen as a as a political win um which
0: right not just i've taken over this city but i've taken over this line like yeah. this is it's really a, a doubly insulting kind of a situation oh, a for, that, thing. for yeah. that culture yeah uh, yeah
1: and then the other piece of advice is while you're doing that, let me go out and kill david yeah. <laughs> well, you're sleeping with his wives and let me just go out and kill him. Um, and, you know, Absalom is all about that. He's all ready for that. And, um, he brings in, and and this will be a mystery to me, why he brings in, um, a friend of David for a second council. Um, and, um, and that man has um, okay. What's his name here? I have to find his name. Um, so, folks, if you have these names at the top of your who um, shy, yeah. If you have them say. at the uh, the tip of your tongue, more power to you. There,
0: there are so many. <laughs> there, there are so many political figures that enter the fray. Oh man! A, in the second half, Second Samuel, that it is it is hard to keep them straight most oh, of the time. Oh man!
1: So imagine being who shy. <laughs> And you are called in to, meet, to be an advisor to the son of your friend and your king, um, knowing what he is about to do, knowing his evil heart, um, and uh, and you know that he knows that you're friends with this king,
0: right? it it really is for for any of you who are familiar with house of cards or (laughs) any of that kind of you know political uh drama scenario um shows like that i mean this is this is just like that oh yeah kind of up a notch honestly oh man oh man
1: so hushai has to you know he's not gonna say hey you know um, don't go kill your dad. Um, he's the king. He, he, he can't be upfront about that. So what he does is is to acknowledge. Um, you know, your dad and I have been friends. He doesn't call him your dad, but right. King David and I have been yeah. friends. Um, and let me tell you what I know about him. Um, because Absalom thought that he would be tired and easy to catch and easy to kill and and you know not a problem. Um, let me tell you about him. He's strong and uh he's uh, if if you're going to win this is what you need to do um and um, um ultimately ends up uh saving david because they are fighting then on david's own turf um right. but what david says is please don't hurt my son
0: right oh. yeah even in, even through all of this he still uh seems to want reconciliation he yeah. still sees him as as his boy, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and, um, unfortunately he doesn't get what he's, right. what he's asking for. So still.
1: throughout that, throughout that battle, um, when the battle's over, he keeps saying, um, but you're saving, you saved Absalom, right? Right. right. You saved yeah. Absalom. Absalom's okay. Right. Mm-hmm. And they finally have to tell him, no, he's not. And, no.
0: And he dies in kind of a strange, right. a strange way too. Right? Um, I mean, just, Almost in line with the strangeness of his political coup and everything else, yeah, it's caught. Of all it's things, his in a bush. he has this, <laughs> is this really long hair, which is you know can kind of I think be interpreted as a sign of just his again his vanity and his real mm-hmm. you know love of his own person, mm-hmm. honestly, um, and that gets caught in a tree as he's riding under this tree, and he's basically left there for you know. His opponents to kill him mm-hmm. and and they kind of go back and forth right. about this right right because
1: david said not to kill him
0: right and then one guy just lets him have it he's yeah. like I'm, I'm done with this yeah. drama yeah and, yeah um,
1: yeah take him down yeah so when when david hears of it he he's just devastated right my son absalom my son absalom you know and um, a mother's heart, my mother's heart, breaks for him yeah. um, because no matter what your kids do, they're still your kids. Right? Um, but oh my! And and so then his soldiers, <laughs> who have put their lives on the line um, to save David, then come kind of creeping back, and it kind of reminds me of our folks who went to Vietnam. Right. And fought for their country, and then came back, and the country was not respecting them. Right. And um, these guys come kind of crawling back when they should have should have been a victory dance, but because David is grieving, right, is kind of like, uh, well, this is a good bad thing. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, yeah. Now you talked a little bit on Sunday about you know reading reading uh, the Psalms uh, of David in light of. In light of his life, you know taking taking this story uh, into account and reading something like psalm twenty three which right. is a psalm that we are very familiar with, um, you know that brings an incredibly different perspective on reading psalm twenty three I think yeah, yeah you know you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies yeah um, not as your and your enemy isn't someone who is far removed it's not a Philistine it 's not Goliath anymore right now it's your own flesh and blood and that is incredibly personal absolutely incredibly um uh well it just cuts right right at you yeah and so there is you know there's a lot of value i think in uh kind of taking david's life as a whole and and reading that back into Mm -hmm. um those psalms i think that's a great thing to do and Mm -hmm. certainly psalm 23 i think comes alive in a completely different way absolutely um, absolutely when when you're aware of that um you know some other things uh, that uh, are, are a little bit tragic, I guess, in the life of David. Um, also, is that David had this great desire um, to to build a, a permanent place, a temple for God. So up at up to this point in um, Israel's history. They had been worshiping in a tent, uh, basically. They called it a tabernacle. It was a really fancy tent that they, <laughs> that they packed up and moved around mm-hmm. um, from place to place as they were getting settled um, in the land of Israel. And uh, David was kind of offended by that, I think, in some mm-hmm. ways. I think he was a guy who liked nice things. Mm-hmm. And um, he, he thought, this is not appropriate mm-hmm. for the kind of God that we serve. And and he asked God to let me build you a house where you can mm-hmm. uh, that that really shows who you are to mm-hmm. the people around you, and the Ark of the Covenant, uh, which was the central piece of the Tabernacle, had found its resting place in Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. You know, they said we're gonna we're gonna live here. Mm-hmm. This is where mm-hmm. we're gonna make our home, and so David wanted to build this permanent house. Mm-hmm. Um, and long story short, God said, yep. maybe, <laughs> but you're not gonna do it, right? And Again, that is a what a terrible kind of blow um, to a guy his whole life who has tried to, you know, kind of move the ball down the field for Israel Mm -hmm. and get to this great place. Um, You know, thoughts on that? What is Randy?
2: Well, it 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 goes back even to um, the continued story. I think throughout the Old Testament, the continued story of where pride fits into this—that mm-hmm. was Absalom's undoing, as he listened to David's person tell him how great he was, and how great a warrior, and how great he would look mm-hmm. if he waited and went out later after David. And that's what really—that's what brought the defeat about. And so, uh, um, I, I think David is like every great leader. You have there's a balance between confidence and assurance, and arrogance, and pride. And I, I'm not too sure God just didn't say to David at this point in time, you know, I appreciate what you're doing, but I think this will be your undoing even further if you uh, try to do this. Sure, yeah.
1: And and what a um, what a weird kind of thing that God said, I'm going to build you a house, David. Right. <laughs> right. You know, um, I'm going to build you this beautiful house. Um I don't know how I would like to think <laughs> that if I were in those shoes, I would say, no, God, that's not what I, I don't want my house, I want your house. And for God to say, well, you're not going to do that, mm-hmm. but we're going to build you this great palace, this great thing.
0: Right. Uh, um, by the way, uh, just an aside, uh, great uh, guided prayer reflection on that same thought, for uh, Monday's Daily Connection. So if you're listening to this and you haven't checked out <laughs> the guided uh, guided prayer uh, thing from Monday, go back and look at that because yeah. that's what this one
2: is all about. Yeah. Um, yeah. Back to our story.
1: Back to our story. <laughs> Where were we anyway, Isaac?
2: Oh, not building the temple. <laughs> building that's the right, temple. not building the yeah, temple. Not right. building the temple of <laughs> God. And that
0: pride kind of got in the way. That was yeah. one of the things. Um, and kind of an offshoot of that. Uh, You know, David was a man of war, uh, Mm a man of blood. It's what uh, scripture said. And that was another reason that Mm -hmm. God said, I can't have this, uh, all this blood on my hands, Mm -hmm. kind Mm -hmm. of, Mm -hmm. Uh, which is a strange thing to think about in light of the Old Testament. But, um, you know, it's a pretty complex kind of situation when it comes to. Uh, the blood is on whose hands um, in the Old Testament? Right. But certainly, we God's weighing in here. And yeah.
1: we don't think about David as a man of blood. We think of him as a king that got things done.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And maybe that's my own mind because I don't. Sure. You know, um, this is a, a confession. I I don't like war. Right. I don't like the thought of it. I don't like. You know, I I don't like that. And it's to think about um, David completing things. That's great. I guess I'd like to think about how he conquered Jerusalem, how he got it to begin with, how he conquered those lands. Um, But you're right.
0: Well, the things that we have left of David, I mean, the artifacts are, you know, it's a lot of poetry. So we -hmm. we think of him as the poet king. Right. We think of him as um, somebody who was, you know, like you talked about on Sunday, who was, chosen, um, last out of Mm -hmm. the least of these. So Mm -hmm. it's the underdog story. Um, and, and what we often don't remember Mm -hmm. is that this guy, you know, could kick some pretty serious tail, Mm -hmm. uh, in terms of, you know, his, his military might. Mm -hmm. Uh, and that comes at a, comes at a price, you know, apparently. Right. Um,
1: Well, and then the tragedy wasn't over. For David, because then he has yet another son. <laughs> I mean, right. the poor guy. You know, his kids are a mess. Um, <laughs> so if your kids are a mess, you know, you're you, at least you're in good stead here. You know, look at David. Um, but it, it, another son then um, decides that Solomon shouldn't be the one to um, take the throne after David is going to be gone. He wants to take it, and, um, and um, he ends up being killed. Um, I believe he gets up being killed, doesn't he, I think, um, because he is trying to take over the throne um, before Solomon even gets it. So there is a lot of arrogance in this line, um, a lot of um, vying for position, and I just wonder if there's something for us to learn about that, um, that vying for position in life.
2: Some of that's got to do with—I uh, can imagine—all of the children of David had some measure of privilege, mm-hmm. um, yeah. and with privilege, sometimes uh, maybe power comes with that, or at least the illusion of power comes with that. And—and um, and at least in my mind, it, it just screams out a warning about those who have privilege or those who have power, how they use it and how consuming it can be mm-hmm. and how oftentimes how it ultimately ends. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's been to a degree true. I, I I hate making blanket statements, but to a degree that's been true of that whole area over there where... Uh, not only David and Solomon, but Jesus lived. It's mm-hmm. been a continual battleground. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, I think Zachary was saying last night about what was he saying about peace indicators, nations relative to what nation is the most peaceful and what right. nation is the least peaceful. Right. And the one that's the least peaceful is right in the center today even mm-hmm. of all that goes on over there right. constantly tied up with wars and so uh, uh there's consequences of that mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. I did I did see I, I asked a question earlier and I answered my own question here um, the son of David that went after Solomon's throne was Adonijah right. and he was Solomon had him executed yeah, yeah. so um, pretty it's tragic
0: a, yeah and you know um i th- I think David's life is you know it's it's not all uh uh puppies and roses uh it's not all um you know terrible tragedy right uh, it's this very kind of up and down back and forth um very much a, a, an exciting life mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. uh to be sure and i think that you know toward the end of second samuel beginning of first kings um we we get this sense that David still uh dies in peace though mm-hmm. that this is not that he doesn't um that that things kind of uh gel up for him mm-hmm. in the sense where he sees Solomon uh take the throne he's you know resting assured that Solomon is going to take this further than he could that this temple is going to be built that there's a sense where he's handing that baton off well, and mm-hmm. he's not just dropping it mm-hmm. in the, in the middle of the race. Right. And that's a great picture. I think as well, even in the middle of all this tragedy that seems to kind of bubble up almost toward the end of his life, mm-hmm. uh, that, that there's still this moment of redemption and of passing on that, that, uh, still graces him, I think.
1: And once again, um, that gives such a uh, greater insight into the Psalms. Um, I talked a little bit on Sunday about the fact that sometimes in those Psalms, David will just pour his heart out and begin those Psalms with, oh God, my God, and then end with, but you are my God and I will trust in you. And um, I think that, that as you look at, at David's life and the tragedy and the joys in David's life, those Psalms take on new meaning. And um, um, we certainly read in them, not a man who always had it easy, uh, but also not a man who didn't have some some good things happen in his life. Right. So um, a man like us, um, so we can read those Psalms and know that... Um, They are from the depth of his heart, uh, a man who has suffered, a man who has um, experienced loss, and yet can keep his eye on the prize Mm -hmm. and recognize that God is still God, is still God, is still God.
2: I think you think about, or at least I think about the legacy. I don't know whether it's been in Maine's Faith and Fellowship. I've been involved in legacy conversations for the last several months. What do we leave behind? And the reputation that David leaves behind is a man after God's own heart. Mm -hmm. And that continues for generation to generation, 600, 800 years, 1,000 years, thousands of years. That's my remembrance of David still today as imperfect, but a man after God's own heart. And I think that legacy that he left um, is one that, man, I wish... Maybe I could leave one that good, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah.
1: And in and in spite of all that happened, and in spite of David's own sins, he was a man after God's own heart. Mm -hmm. That gives me hope. (laughs) Yeah. That, in spite of my sinfulness and my humanity, that maybe I can be a woman after God's own heart.
0: Absolutely. Well, our time is up for today. I hear that music uh, creeping (laughs) up underneath just like the oscars just I guess. like the
1: oscars or the grammys yeah
0: or the grammys that's i was gonna say well, some award show happened that's right it just night. yeah it just yeah, happened yeah but we do thank you for listening and uh, we'd love to keep the discussion going with you if you have questions or comments to add to the discussion you can do that by following the link uh, in the calvary app or if you're listening on the web you find comments at the bottom of the page uh, if you're listening in a podcast app just head over to connectwithcalvary.org daily connection you can comment there And uh, we'd love to hear from you. So we'll be back next week uh, with a deeper dive into the life of Jeremiah. And until then, grace and peace.